Welcome to Gruesome, your horrific true crime podcast. Um, Lone Star Cowboy Connie is going to tell us about Heather Walker. Heather Walker. And I realized I didn't tell you that because we were chatting about other things. <laughs> I know. I didn't realize it until just that second. So Heather Walker is who she's going to tell us about. Yeah. Welcome back, guys. Uh, took a little hiatus because I had no voice. My kids gave me the ick. And I know how much you guys love my frog voice when I get it. <laughs> you sound great, though. I do now. You don't sound like you have frog voice at all. No, it's much, much better. I'm still stuffy. Like, I still feel like I'm drinking snot, but it's definitely not what it was. Ew, I know. It's so gross. <laughs> These school germs are no joke, man. It kicked my ass. Ugh. I just got the ick just thinking about it. Yeah. I also I was trying to forget it. I also had, like, the but I was looking. Like, you know how we get, like, our weekly, like, chart stuff and, like, what's going on? And, like, I clicked on it. And it had, like, the review was, like, talking about me having a frog in my throat. And then it was, like, I bet she can be do a mean motorcycle impression. And I was, like, I should be offended by this, but I'm not. That's hilarious. You should start just doing impressions. <laughs> you know what I think of? That little kid in um, little, little Rascals. rascals. Yeah, where you... So I whipped out my lizard. Yeah, that's how like, I that's sound. And I think of <laughs> It's like as soon as my as soon as I get a post nasal drip, I know the laryngitis is coming to like where I'm not going to be able to talk, and I'm like, here we go, every fucking time. Well, you're back now, baby. I'm back. So tell us better than ever, Heather Walker. All right, we're gonna keep it local. Um, a date in case. This was a case that we had gotten an email about, like I think last year, and I've had it on the list to cover. And we're going to dive into it. Heather Walker was born on Thanksgiving Day in 1989 to Tammy and Robert Walker in Dayton, Ohio. Heather spent her entire life on the east side of Dayton. And Dayton has been in the news more often as a place with violent crime on the rise. Uh, there's Interstate 75 that intersects with Interstate 70, making it kind of a hub for trafficking, drug drugs um there's been an increase in murders drug-related crimes and i live very close to dayton as i've said before and i've spent a lot of time in the area um in between like where university of dayton is like down in that area there's the oregon district um several years ago they had well it was like a few years ago they had the mass shooting down there at a nightclub um but the People in downtown Dayton, like, I love them. Like, it's a great area, but it is, it's like, it's not a safe area, you know? Like, it's just, I mean, it is what it is. It's great. I love the people, but it's just, unfortunately, like, not a safe area. Heather Walker lived with her parents, her older brother, Robert Walker Jr., and her two-year-old son, Devin. Heather had attended Riskin and Wilbur Wright schools but she hadn't finished yet. It is not uncommon in that area. Um, I read that there's only about a 60% rate of graduation for the high schools in downtown Dayton. Oh, wow. 60%? 60%. It's crazy. 
Heather was described as a likable girl with a lot of friends. She was not what we would consider preppy, popular, like she just kind of stuck to like her small little group. Her mom said that she was very passionate about doing hair. She had dreams of being a hairstylist. Before like people would go out and stuff, they would come over and she, they would pay her to do their hair. Now, I want to get into a few things about Heather's past, and I want to make it clear that this is not victim shaming. It is simply just giving background that's going to be important later on. Okay. Heather had went through a bit of a rough time over the last few years. Um, she Once she got pregnant, she ran away quite frequently. Um, actually, the how, how old was she when she got pregnant? 16. Okay. She, they, her parents had reported her missing six times in the last couple years. The last time that she had been reported missing, she came home and like left 10 minutes later. As soon as like the police left, she left. Oof, that's rough. She, like I said, she was frequently reported as being a runaway. She had been in trouble for shoplifting and other misdemeanors, but. Everything I read from her parents and close friends said that the over that last few months, she was really trying to like just do better for herself and for her son. In January of 2008, Heather underwent surgery for a cervical issue and was pre- prescribed Vicodin for the pain. She was like, I'm going to like reiterate, she was trying to be a better person for her son. She was being more present. She hadn't like disappeared like she was. She did have a pretty dicey relationship with her ex and her son, Devin, was with her and her parents on a permanent basis. It is not easy being a parent at 21, 30, 40, 50, 60, and it's definitely not easy being a parent at 16. No, absolutely not. I can't imagine. On February 6th, 2008, Heather left Devin with her parents to head to a party to celebrate her older brother's birthday. The party was being hosted at one of their friend's houses. His actual birthday was on February 9th, which is like (laughs) when I first started reading this. It's your birthday. Heather, when she left, she had finally started feeling better from her surgery but she took with her five Vicodin in case any of the, she said that in case any of the pain became too much, she wanted to be able to make her, you know, like help with that. Take the edge off. Yeah. Heather's brother and friends report that Heather left the party around 11 o'clock. She was last seen at a corner market called Sam's Market after that. However, Heather never made it home. By Saturday morning, with Heather still not returning home, it her family started to have like a deep concern that something had happened to her. Tammy mm-hmm. and Robert started to reach out to friends, family in an attempt to locate her, but no one had any information about where she was. It was the same story. Well, we saw her leaves a party last night about 11 o'clock. No one has seen or heard from her. Tammy reported Heather is a missing person, but the initial police response was lukewarm at best. Her parents insisted something is wrong. This isn't, I understand she has been a runaway before. This is not the case. 
She left her cell phone at home, her wallet at home. And normally her parents said even if she did disappear, she would call her parents and let them know that she was okay. But this time, nothing. So the police issued the standard 72-hour alert for Heather and gave the status as a missing, quote, endangered adult. But once this time period elapsed, the police ceased active efforts to find her and the search for the missing teen was discontinued. And it be how soon after the seven was that? 72 hours. Okay. It became apparent that the police were not investing any resources into finding Heather. And the reason they gave was because she was a legal adult at 18. And she had the history of running away. She had the history of disappearances. They just assumed she had just disappeared again. And her parents were like, look, we understand. She is 18. But some of her tendencies tend to be more childlike. Please look for our daughter. And the police would later admit that after the initial report of her disappearance and when the 72 hours passed, they did not look for Heather again. Because they just assumed... They just assumed she had disappeared. They just assumed she had just ran off. And this is even with Tammy calling constantly, letting them know that something was wrong and that there was no way she would have run away. Because like I said, she would at least call. She would have needed Mm -hmm. her cell phone, her wallet, you know? She had nothing with her. Something. And this is when I hate covering cases like this because it infuriates me that no one was looking for this girl outside of her friends and family. Her friends and family printed like flyers. They hung them up. They passed them out. But unfortunately, their efforts yielded no results. 11 weeks after Heather went missing, three people were walking down an alley about a block off of East 3rd Street. And if you're from Dayton, you know East 3rd Street. It's kind of like the main road that runs through. As they're walking, they look over and see a pair of shoes hanging out of one of the big city-issued trash bins. So one of them was like, look, those are shoes. They look new. We're going to... They're in the trash. We're going to take them. So they crossed the alley to the edge of the abandoned building where the trash can was sitting. Reaching for the shoes, they were immediately aware that they had made a horrific discovery. The shoes were still connected to a young woman's feet. The body in the trash bin would be identified by her parents as Heather Walker. She had been stuffed into the trash bin headfirst, leaving just her feet exposed. The exact duration of Heather Walker's death before her body was dumped in the alley remains unclear. According to the coroner, she had been deceased, as they said, quote, for a while. Despite a thorough examination, there were no apparent signs of head trauma, blunt force trauma, gunshot wounds, stab wounds, or asphyxiation. There were no discernible physical injuries that could account for her death. It was, there was no evidence at all. Her dad, Robert Walker, in an interview with the Dayton Daily News, speculated that his daughter might have succumbed to a drug overdose, but the coroner, Ken Betts, 
emphasized that they couldn't conclusively determine how and when Heather Walker died. Her death was officially categorized as a homicide with unknown cases, and the theory of a drug overdose was eventually ruled out. Authorities. Well, no. How are you going to have a drug overdose and then end up exactly? You don't put yourself into a trash can. No. And authorities believed that Heather had not been in the garbage for the entire eleven weeks that she had been missing, because this particular winter was very mild, and it would have led to more advanced decomposition if she had been out there. And this is like an area that's frequented by people, you know. Mm Hmm. They would like someone would have noticed or spelled it, you know, like, oh, yeah, rough. Tammy Walker believes and pretty much everyone associated with this case believes that whoever was responsible for Heather's death had held on to her body until shortly before it was discarded in the alley. Ew. She said, um, so she insisted on like when they pulled them in. She insisted on going back with her husband to identify, like, with to look at Heather's remains. And she said that she recalled seeing reddish brown paint on Heather's remains. My thought is it could paint. That's what I thought. Yeah. Reddish brown paint doesn't seem likely in this scenario. The items retrieved from Heather's body included rings, eyeliner. Those were all returned to Tammy, but Heather's Vicodin vial was gone and her ID card was missing. During the two and a half months of Heather Walker's disappearance, the police conducted pretty much no investigation, and it appeared that they had little interest in the case. Sergeant Chris Williams, who also spoke to the Dayton Daily News after Heather's remains were found, said, Many adults go missing through the year. Very few turn out to be victims of foul play. One likely reason... Exactly. (laughs) I just don't... No, that's annoying. Yeah. Like, it's... That's... You're like, yeah, lots of people go missing. It's not always this. I'm like, yeah, but this one was upside down in a trash can. And Mm -hmm. um, I think it... Maybe you guys could have looked a little harder. And what's crazy is they kept citing, like, I can't imagine how it was for her parents and friends and family seeing the articles that had been written about her because they were all listed as, like, troubled teen, you know, Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, they were making it seem like they were they were That was victim shaming. Yeah. Um. Detectives questioned dozens of people, including the friend that Heather was with the last night she was seen, but no leads. They called in a man named Wilbert Gibson for an interview. Um, He was heard discussing the case with someone and like had some details. He was the person that, okay, so when um, the three people, one of them was a girl, when they uh, found her, the shoes, and they found Heather's body, Mm -hmm. they took off running like fucking freaked out like normal a normal response yeah. he's the a normal response to seeing a dead body he was walking to work when she the lady came out screaming telling him what they found oh wow but he had no connection to it um 
I anticipate because he saw like he went back with them and saw her body. Um, they even questioned her parents. Um, someone had called in and said that Tammy was involved, that Tammy was in on the murder. So she had to be questioned. It is believed the walkers believe that more than one person was involved just because of the state that her body was in. Uh, she said that like oh. it had to have been a cold hearted monster, which I agree. I have a couple of theories that we'll talk about at the end. Okay. Um, Detective Patricia Tackett agrees with that and says that there are people who are still around who know what happened to Heather Walker, even though there was little, even though there was initial speculation that she had died of a drug overdose, the autopsy on her badly decomposed body proved otherwise. There is probably more than one person that knows. And I believe that there are people that have been talking about it and have information to talk about, like have information to give about this. Did they say anything like, other than just badly. No, they never could find a cause of death. It has never been released. Do you feel like that that's something they're just holding in the hopes that one day someone reveals? I don't know because her parents have been very free with talking to the press. Okay. Unless they didn't even tell them, which could have been too. We see that. That's not uncommon. Yeah. Um, okay. They brought in, like, Heather's dad was investigating the area where her body was found. He went door to door speaking to residents just because he felt like the police weren't doing anything. And after, I mean, it's been almost 15 years and her murder still remains unsolved, leaving her family and friends having no closure, no justice. Her son's now a teenager. He had to grow up without his mom. Um, her mom said that after she first passed away and like after she first was murdered, not passed away after she first was murdered, Devin would go to the door, like waiting for her to come home and like was very upset. And well, yeah, it's just, I wanted to talk yeah. about this case because this is, I, um, it was recently national overdose, like, you know, drug abuse month or awareness month. And it really got me thinking about people who are slip through the cracks. Slip through the cracks. That's like the that's the most polite way to say it. Well, yeah, no. People who appear troubled or they have issues with addiction, and they just get forgotten. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that's not fair. It's not. It's not like we see it with. You know, people of lower socioeconomic statuses, sex workers, like you said, addicts, like it's, and it's hard when, especially when they're like sex workers or addicts and their family have that gut instinct, like they know that something is wrong. They know that Mm -hmm. more needs to be done and it's. You know, it's just like, and they oh. most often don't have the resources to be able to no. figure out what's going on. You know, 
they are talking to the only people that they've ever been told will help them and then they don't help them yeah they're like oh well you know they high-risk lifestyle they have often disappeared they've done this they've done that people disappear all the time it's almost never foul play yeah Dayton. that's why i think you're like number five or ten like you're up there for like most murders per capita in the united states but you're right it is never almost never i just there are so many cases like this like we could and then so my thought is she encountered someone on that walk home because it is not a great area maybe someone encountered her like i don't know she had the vicodin on her maybe she was with someone who you know wanted a robber or something or even I'm assuming since they ruled out her overdose, because like when I first was reading it, before I saw that they had ruled it out, like the headline at first, I was like, oh, my thought would be she overdosed and someone panicked and, you know, disposed of her body. But for it to be 11 weeks later, there's no fucking way. No, that's, yeah. They're not just going to hang on to her, you know? No, because there is, uh, her dad talked to, there's like a an abandoned building close to there, like where she was found. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like across the street or something or across the alley. Her dad went and talked to the people who mowed it. And they were like, that trash can was not there. And you're going to notice a trash can with shoes hanging out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Even if you aren't, it's just so out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. You know, you walk by a trash can. If any, Honestly, if anything is sticking out of a trash can, I'm like, What's that? I know. <laughs> like, if it's shoes, I'm definitely going to be like, uh, what's that? Uh-huh. I mean, I do that driving down the street now, and I see stuff on the side of the road, like, in my neighborhood. I'm like, ooh, what are we, like, mm, what are we getting rid of, Jan? <laughs> what do you got there? And if I saw a nice pair of shoes hanging out of a trash can, I'd be like, score. Those are mine. I'll take those. Thank you. And I would just think, If she had planned to disappear, she would have taken her phone, you know? Yeah. What year was this again? Can you tell me? 2008. Okay. When you said 15 years, I was like, was this 07 or 08? Yeah. Oof. It's just like, it's a little too close for comfort because anytime we do a case where like they are the same age as me or us. She was, we were, we were 18 when she was 18. I know. She was, you t- said she was born in 89 yeah. at the beginning, and it was like, ugh, that's when I was born. No, I hate it when we do these. And it's, like, I mean, no, we weren't, you know, like, disappearing for weeks on end, but we made pretty reckless decisions back then. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Lots of, I, lots of people make reckless decisions, and yes, maybe they don't always end the way that Heather's case ends. But that's not any less excuse for someone to not, like, investigate it yeah. thoroughly. And it's... And it makes me mad. It makes me so mad. Like, anytime I have been researching, like, the like, missing Indigenous women of Canada for years. Like, I have been... Sit, I have sat down more times than I could count to write episodes on it. And it's seriously yeah, we get requests for it all the oh time. Oh my god, it makes me sick to my stomach. Like, not even from the brutality, but just the sheer fact that all of these women are going missing, and it's just like, oh. and the amount, the, like amount. the amount of yeah. them, it's crazy. 
Yeah. I know when we get requests for cases like that, specifically that one, it, you start it and it's just, it's so overwhelming. You don't know how to like appropriately cover it and work, like work it into an episode yeah, or even exactly. like where do you start and where, and it's not ending. That's what's frustrating I may too. Is cover, it happening. cover in the sense, like I did the human trafficking case where it just like shed light on examples of, yeah, that would be good. I think it is an important one we should cover. Um, I just, I wanted to, obviously when we first, when this episode was supposed to come out, it was just, it was right after like the overdose abuse week. Um, and I just want, if you have family members who are addicts, if you have previously been an addict, if you're currently an addict, that doesn't make your life or their life less than. Like, that doesn't give someone a free pass to kill your family members. It doesn't, even if she did overdose, it doesn't give a free pass to not investigate it, to not, like, try to locate her. Like, it's, which obviously I know she did it. I'm just saying, like, in the grand scheme, like, if it is an overdose, it doesn't make it any, and you, and I hate that, like, if you have used drugs at all, or if you have had a troubled past, if you've gotten into a little bit of trouble, they're like, must've been drug related, must've been this. Or must've been lifestyle. Yeah. yeah just uh, a person's past doesn't indicate their future, you know, like. No. I understand that a lot of people don't ever make it to the other side but there are a lot that do oh yeah i have a cousin who battled the hell out of addiction and there were times when i was like i give up like there's nothing i can do now like she is and there's i mean there's not really like they have no, to do it no and now i look at her and i it's like such an inspiration because i addiction is a disease like it's it's tough. Like it's, and, uh, just it, the whole thing kind of like gave me, like made me upset about it. Cause like you said, one, she's our age. She, like she would have been our age. Yeah. And like knowing she had a kid and like, it is like, if she started disappearing after she became pregnant and like, after she had the baby, it is hard. Like, it is so hard being a parent. And postpartum depression is real. Like, postpartum, like, psychosis is real. Like, all of this stuff to where you're just, like, you have to disassociate and you can't do it. And it's, I cannot imagine being a teenager and having to experience that. Yeah, it's crazy. Especially as a teenager without help from the other parent. Just, oh, well, I hope that one day her family gets the answers that they want and deserve. Yeah, there are times like when I know it's not as long of a case, but I like talking about it um, just to like generate some buzz about it, get people talking, get people looking. Maybe it'll jog the memory of someone or someone will know someone who knows someone type thing. Yeah, so. absolutely. But yeah. Woof. 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 That's a wolf. <laughs> what a bummer. It is. They aren't they all. They all are bummers. When you posted on our Patreon, you were like, what's, you know, the fa your like favorite case we've covered? 
mm-hmm. and people started talking about them. I forgot how many horrific cases because we've been doing it for so long now. I forget. I like, it's it makes me sad, kind of, that I forget some of them. I, and it's not that I forget them. Once I am reminded of them, it's just like you write and research all of these things and then you talk about it and you kind of move on to the next one and you don't you know there's not that time to go back and be like oh yeah it's not until someone says like oh in this episode this happened and I'm like oh yeah yeah I forgot about that one yeah dude because we've been next month is three years I know Halloween dude Halloween is year three I, I have a feeling year three will be our best year yet. <laughs> I hope so. I think I think so. I think you're on to something. Mm-hmm. Like that. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be Maybe fun. we're foreshadowing. We're foreshadowing. Or manifesting. Maybe both. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of everything. Dude, all I know, and if you can if you can relate, holla if you can hear me, because I can tell you one thing. It, it, it Year three can't be any fucking worse than the year we just experienced, man. Dude. Knock on wood, but damn. That was a rough one. 2023 has kicked my ass in a way my ass has not been kicked in years. Dude, you know what sucks is like at the beginning of this year, we were so hyped. We were like, this is going to be it. Uh This is our year. 2023 baby it has just been like blow after blow every time something happens to either of us we're like dude it's only up from here and then life is like bitch (laughs) rock bottom became the foundation that's for my life that's like when everyone's like they're not as consistent i'm like dude i could give you a fucking book about everything that's going on would you like me to trauma dump on you everything that's happening in our lives right now because it's fucking they do they want they want the trauma dump. that's that's true we were consistent for a very long time but this last year we have not been i would say that the last year i would say the last six months and it has been that is why we are gonna we're working on it there are some things that are out of our control at the moment yeah, but that's true. That's why I say this coming up year, baby. Dude, I got stung by a bee on Labor Day weekend. Yeah. And it still itches and hurts. Dude, if I got stung I'm... by a bee, I'm dying. <laughs> I had not, I hadn't been stung by a bee since I was a kid. And I got stung by a bee. It was a grant, like it was in the ground. Oof. I was like walking through a little like woody patch oh you're walking with your country paws on weren't you my what you know like country paws like when you're out there in the you like city paws yeah where you have your shoes on and like country paws (laughs) (laughs) no i i um i was not dressed appropriately it went through my sock i had like vans and my little crew socks on because i always wear cool socks and it I walked and I just stepped in, but I was like, yeah, I was kind of like in the woods and I stepped in this just one spot and I was like, oh, ow, I think I just got stung by a bee. And then I looked down and they were just like swarming and I was like, ah, <laughs> get out of here. And I ran. It's like from my but... girl. You guys, you're <laughs> <class>. <laughs> yes, 
<laughs> he can't see without his glasses. That's exact. Yes, I said exactly that too. I was just like, my girl, no. I um, got stung by a bee. I was probably in second or third grade. I got stung in the hand. And my hand. I got stung in the hand too. My hand swelled up like fat bastard. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It. I had like closed my hand on it or something and the stinger was in there. And then my hand got huge. Yeah. Like enormous. Dude, I have an EpiPen for my bee stings. Because like when I did my allergy test, like the clean girl that I am. <laughs> Beast things were like death. Not really, but it was like, dude, this could fuck you up. Fucking beast. Here's an epi pen. Fuck you up. It's it's good to be safe and have one. I am not allergic to bees. I mean, I might be a little allergic to them if this shit still itches. But dude, I not like. I had to go to the doctor. I was like struggling to breathe and everything. It was like a whole thing, man. Ugh. That sucks. My favorite thing is like I don't I always forget to carry it because ADHD life and we'll be places and I'm like, oh my God, look at all those bees. And my husband's like, Do you have your EpiPen? And I'm like, nah, son, that's how that ain't how that I roll. Like I'm just gonna free. he's like, We're like two hours from home. I'm like, you better get my ass to the hospital if I get stuck. Call nine one one. Hopefully we make it. <laughs> Sometimes <sighs> I hope I don't though. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. That's a joke. Self-deprecating joke. Yeah, sorry guys. Mm-hmm. Oof. Uh, you know, his feelings are going to be hurt about it. It's fine. I know. Let them. <laughs> They're going to be. Uh, you know, sometimes I say things just to like try to take the edge off, and I'm like, I'm going to get roasted for that. <laughs> it's gonna. That's okay. The you know what? The people who matter don't mind, and the people <laughs> who mind don't matter. Uh before we uh move on to anything else i need to hear about your brother's cake tree oh okay yeah i'll tell the story because it i actually told him i would tell the story all right so i went and saw the band cake one i bought these tickets like the second they went on sale i pre-registered i got on the pre-sale and i bought them and i think i must have had a couple of drinks because I did not realize that I had bought myself two pit tickets, like for the very front. <laughs> I did not know until I was pretty much going to the show. Yeah, because you're at a lawn ticket. girl. I am. Like I, I'm just there I, for the. I don't like experience. to be touched, and it's all sweaty up there usually. That's why I was happy you got well, good weather. I'll, I'll comment on the cake show in that regard in just a second, but yeah, I was just like, yeah, whatever. And so I picked up my tickets and I saw my seat and I was like, screenshotted it. I sent it to my brother. I was like, dude, I think we have pit tickets because I brought my brother because my brother and I both really like the band cake. And um, he was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. So we get to the show and we're in the pit and one pretty much exclusively old white guys. Oh, hell yeah. In the crowd. And no one is touching anyone else <laughs> in the pit. Like everyone has a comfortable distance I love that. away from each other. I love that so and much. And like, like they're vibing, they're watching the show, they're having a good time, but it does not look like it. Like it is, this, this is the quietest pit I have ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. I was just like, 
and that's not me. Like I'm no, loud and yeah, I woohoo and I dance and I'm like, yeah, let's go. Um, so it was, that was funny. But apparently at cake shows, they give away a tree, right? I don't know. So they're like, they do. I, this, and the, the deal is they give away the tree and you have to, if you get the tree, you have to plant it in the ground and you have to send a picture and you have to update the band every couple of years with how the tree is doing. Like you become the guardian of this tree. Yeah. Right? You become the They're, Lorax. I am you the do, Lorax. You become, I speak for the tree. You, be, you become Cake's Lorax. So, and they have them all over the world. And they said, it's not always the same tree, but at this show in Indianapolis, they said, like, all you have to do if you feel like you can fulfill these requirements, you just have to tell us what kind of tree it is. And, um, like, several people answered. Like, everyone put up their hands like they were in school at a concert and it was quiet. <laughs> <laughs> they were like politely waiting to answer and he was like picking people out of the crowd and they all none of them got it right and then my brother like put up his hand and I like looked at him and you know like when you're at a fair and you see like the goldfish game and your kid wants to play it and you're like I'm bringing home a fucking goldfish mm -hmm. tonight <laughs> that is the feeling that I got in my gut when he put his hand up like I'm about to fucking carry this tree out of here and he put his hand up and he yelled, it's a service berry tree. I don't even know there was a thing <laughs> called a service berry tree. <laughs> and so he was like, holy shit, it is a service berry tree. Come on up here, sir. How did he know? Um, He said middle school tree project. Stop it. I... If you know her brother, that makes the story that much better. And that's why I'm enjoying it so much. It, I, I'm not sure. I think, I don't know. But he knew that it was a service berry tree. And apparently you can make pies out of service berries as well. But they are poisonous to dogs, which he also uh, was aware of, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, he disappears and I'm just like standing there like so stoked and everyone around us is like hyped. And I'm like, that's my brother. Also, I have to be very clear when I go to shows with my brother that that is my brother because people always think we're a couple because we are so close in age. And so I'm like, that was my brother. He's He's got a place for it. He's trying to buy a house right now. And I was like telling everyone around me all this. And so he said that he had to run over to the backstage door and then he just had to follow this guy and they sprinted to the stage. He said, I've never run so fast in my life. And then the second he stepped out, he looked out and just saw like 6,000 people and he got incredibly nervous. Aww. So he, you can see in the video I took, he's just like barely moving, which is also and not like him. No, it's not. And so he's just like, uh huh, okay. He said he walked out and he was so stoked. And then he looked and he was just went, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and so the guy, the lead singer, asked him, like, hey, do you have a place for this tree? Do you promise to update us on this tree? Like, do you agree to the terms? And he was like, yep, yep, yep. And 
everyone cheered and all night everyone was like tree guy tree guy <laughs> and i drive a compact suv <laughs> that's the and this best tree one. this tree was six my brother's six two and it was taller than him and it we put it in the back of my car and it took up the entire thing i laid my seats down so the bucket was in like the very back and then we were just driving with leaves surrounding our heads in the front seat <laughs> it's very I was in the driver's seat. It, it was so it super aesthetic and as we were on the interstate uh in standstill traffic because they were doing night construction there was a car next to us that we just started hearing them yell and we look over and they were like tree guy <laughs> <laughs> like 45 minutes away from where the show was That's and fucking we were awesome. like yeah so we got home and he put the tree in his truck which we did not take to the show of course yeah. i mean why would you why would you take the you know not take the because he has a tacoma doesn't he yeah mm-hmm <laughs> yep so we didn't take that but he got it in and he got it home and the next day he the day we went to the show he put an offer in on a house and the next day the offer got accepted that's some good tree juju right there he's gonna be able to plant that tree out there it was very serendipitous i was like i'm so glad you got the tree so he he's hopefully gonna plant the tree at his new house dude you have to have him look into these water bag things my neighbor has them on her trees that she planted and she never has to water them water bags i'll tell him to google that yeah it's um you can't hit him with a mower because my husband did that to he was like hey i'll like her husband was gone <laughs> and he was like yeah you need me to mow your yard and so he went over there and then all i just hear is Oh no. And he's like, I broke your water bag. And I was like, huh? You broke her water. <laughs> uh there we had a bear there was a lady that helped us and shout out to Joni at freaking White River. She was incredible. I loved her. I would be very good friends with her. You were about Not to say best, best friend. And I know and I were and I was I, like Oh, I'm going to have to end this recording right now and cancel the podcast for life, man. What the fuck? Joni. No, she was so kind and so sweet. And she went and got a hand cart for us to push the tree to my car. And at first, my brother was like, no, we're good. We're good. And I was like, no, we'll take the hand cart. Like, you're not carrying this thing. It's huge. Um. And then she waited with it so that I could go get my car so I wouldn't have to walk to the parking garage by myself. She stood there with the tree so my brother could walk with me. And um, when we got back, she was like, you know, my mom's a master gardener and then gave us like a 15-minute how-to on how to take care of trees. Dude, it's all an all-around awesome. good night. That's It was such a good night. And the show was great. It was so fun. And I had never seen cake before, but they did an awesome show. They had a giant industrial bubble machines and there were so many bubbles and that made me so happy because a bitch loves bubbles. It was, uh, it was party time. I love when they make bubbles. Dude, there were so many bubbles and a giant disco ball. It was perfect. <laughs> it sounds like the best concert and people are standing there and not touching you. Dude, sign me up. And it was only one band. So it was only Cake. They came out. 
They played for an hour and then they had an intermission so you could go to the bathroom and get drinks again. And then they came back out and played for another hour. Dude. It was it was very like it was made for people over 30. 100 <laughs> percent. It was an over 30 show. No one else is allowed. I love that. That's how in sync better be if they go on tour. Right. It was very civilized. Um, dude, I'm gonna sign up for those pre-sale tickets. The in sync's about to have Taylor Swift energy. I can feel it. Uh-huh. I went to the Backstreet and, Boys and it was like mm. but I always yeah, feel like at look, people are gonna come at me, but I'm gonna stand by this and I will do this until the day I die. I feel like InSync is the target. Backstreet Boys or the Walmart. It's been like that for years. That's just how I <laughs> No, I am I am an InSync girly. I I didn't even listen to that much. I listened to the hits of Backstreet Boys growing up. But I in every album I had it. Dude, I'm gonna go to the concert and Britney Spears' denim outfit. That's what oh, uh-huh. that's such a great idea. Uh I'll dress as Justin's <laughs> denim outfit. <laughs> we have any like people who are like promoters? They can get us the low low. I don't care if I'm freaking so high up, I'm closer to space than I am the stage. I just gotta be there. Oh, I will be there. We'll trade oh. Taylor Swift tickets to go see NSYNC. Because you got a second round of Taylor I got a Swift. second round of Taylor Swift tickets. Ayo. You're like, once wasn't enough. No, I gotta go I'm also again. going to see her concert video, like the movie about it. I'm taking. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's because the I'm taking my kid. Well, we're, I'm going to we have a drive in theater, so I'm going to go see them oh. there. See it there. So one, if the kids get crazy, they can we can just leave. <laughs> um, You know what? I got tickets to Adam Sandler. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I tried so hard and I looked at the prices and I was like, this ain't there for me. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, when is I it? Got out of tickets. It's in November. Dude. I know I'm like low key. So excited. I love Adam Sandler so much. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I know it'll be stand up and I really like Adam Sandler's stand-up is fine. I have watched it, and the songs are cute. But I just, like, the original, like, Happy Madison movies, like mm-hmm. the like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, they're such a important part of my, like, yeah, I don't know, like, youth. It is. And growing up. That was, and what just... a time to be alive. That was prime... <laughs> Like prime TV watching. I tried talking my husband into me going as Adam Sandler for Halloween. He was like, I don't think. Who is he going to be? I didn't give a shit who he was. I was like, I'm going to be Adam Sandler. (laughs) He could have been Rob Schneider. No, he's actually going to be Gru. Oh, yeah. Because my daughter's going to be a minion. That's adorable. What are you going to be? I don't know yet. My... Oldest son isn't dressing up because he's too cool for us. My middle son is going as Harry and Lloyd with his best friend. That's so cute. I love that. I can't wait to see pictures of that also. I may just Um, pull out. I don't know. They were talking about, I ordered these like vintage Reeboks from Poshmark 
just on a whim. They were 20 bucks and awesome. And they said Becky on the back. <laughs> and I really was digging it. So I bought those and I may just do like 90s or 80s theme again, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, a classic, a classic standard. Uh, my oldest is going as Mario and her younger sister is going as Peach. And my oldest best friend is going to be Luigi. I love girl that. versions. I love that though. They made it very clear. Oh, so tutus? No, just I bought like denim overalls and like a red polo shirt. Oh yeah, and uh, I got a Mario hat. Like it's like a cap with the M on it. So just the standard. They have a fake mustache. Look, yeah, they're gonna get mustaches. Well, they have said that they might, but. They are have also been like, but we're the girl version, so we don't really need it. I hope they do mustaches. I hope they do too. Are you gonna be Bowser? No, I'm gonna be Toad. Oh, even better. Yeah. Yep. I wanted to be Toad. I was like, that's there's this drummer girl who dresses like Toad and like screams like Toad and plays drums, and she's so funny. And like it's a little annoying, but I love it. It's hilarious. And ever since I saw her videos, I was like, I'm going to dress up as Toad for Halloween. I've decided. Man. Because it's a month away. Hmm. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Well, on that note. That everybody enjoy the chill in the air that's coming around. Ooh, it's fall. I text Meg the other day. I said, this weather has a bitch feeling different. Get your little pumpkin treats. No one's judging you here. You're allowed to have them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Eat some soup. It is a full meal. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to be doing. All right. All right. We'll talk later. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Gruesome Horrific True Crime. We love you, beautiful strangers. And if you love us too, here are some ways that you can support Gruesome. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast or a five-star rating on Spotify. This helps other true crime connoisseurs find us. Follow us at Gruesome Podcasts on Instagram or TikTok and talk to us on our posts. Join the Patreon. Sign up to join our True Crime Sticker of the Month Club and gain access to bonus episodes and exclusive Patreon perks. Or if a one-time donation is more your thing, we have a Venmo at Gruesome Podcast and a PayPal via our email, gruesomepodcast at gmail.com. Speaking of which, we love hearing from you. It seriously makes our whole life. So send us your questions, comments, suggestions, or just ask our opinion on whether that person you met on Tinder is a serial killer or not. Tune in next week and don't forget, lock your windows, lock your doors, and on Wednesdays, we're, we're gruesome. gruesome. Bye. Bye.